तव कथा तप्तजीवनम कविदीद कलमशापहम श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदात भुविगृणंती ते फुरीता जनाड योर वर्ड्स लाइक स्वीट नेक्टर रिफ्रेश द अफ्लिक्टेड योर वर्ड्स विच पॉइंट्स हैव संग इन वर्सेस वैंक्यूश द सीन्स ऑफ द वर्ल्डली ब्लेसड आर दे हु हियर ऑफ यू एंड ब्लेसड इन डीड आर दे हु स्पीक ऑफ यू हाउ ग्रेट इज देयर रिवॉर्ड we have been reading the gospel of shri ramkrishna we are at present we are in chapter 17 the entry for saturday 22nd december 1883 yam had been staying at dakshineshwar with shri ramkrishna for the last 8 days he came and started staying there from 9th of december <clears throat> he wanted to spend some time in intense spiritual practices staying with shri ramkrishna rakhal harish yam and latu had been staying with shri ramkrishna at dakshineshwar about 9 o'clock in the morning the master was sitting with them on the southwest veranda of his room when balaram's father and devendra ghosh of shampukur arrived a devotee sir how does one obtain love for god master go forward the king dwells beyond the seven gates you can see him only after passing through all the gates at the time of the installation of annapurna achanak i said to dwarika babu large fish live in the deep water of a big lake throw some spiced bait into the water then the fish will come attracted by its smell now and then they will make the water splash devotion and ecstatic love are like the spiced bait now the question is how to cultivate love of god how how does one obtain love of god <clears throat> now love of god or the path of love is among the different paths said to be the easiest vedanta speaks about the four paths for god realization path of knowledge path of action path of meditation and path of love among all the four path of love or love of god is said to be the easiest because here we turn all our emotions towards god in the path of knowledge and concentration you have to uh, or path of meditation you have to um, concentrate your mind control your emotions control your mind lot of things are there involved and especially for path of knowledge 
they say the four minimum qualification dispassion discrimination all that <clears throat> and then the six virtues of uh, calmness etc and intense longing for god for self realization but path of love is so easy just love nobody need to teach us how to love because that's a um emotion every human being has got and in this path of love they say not just love god you turn all your emotions towards god you're feeling angry of course you can get angry with god turn uh, feel angry to god fight with god quarrel with god saying why is it my mind uh, fixed on you why am i not loving you more why am i not uh, getting upset with the um, uh, world or why is it my mind disturbed by what's happening around me all those things you turn to god to god so path of love is said to be easy for this reason because we all we all have got a human emotion we can turn all that emotions to god and then another is interesting part is human beings have got different relationship in our in our day to day life we can assume any of those relationship with god look upon god as father mother child friend master uh, lover any of those relations we can turn to god so that's why it is said path of love is lot easier but there are though they say it is easy nothing is easy in spiritual life when they say is it easy compared to other path this is easier that's all by comparison <clears throat> there's ordinary love is like the stream flowing down towards the ocean whereas love of god is turning the stream back to its source it's going on the opposite way it's hard it's not easy <clears throat> and somebody says in his lectures on bhakti yoga love of god is it can be compared to a triangle triangle with the three angles so love of god also is called you can say it is a triangle of love and there are three angles first angle is love knows no bargaining now ordinary love for god we pray to god we all everybody prays to god but all our prayers are for some selfish end and if we don't get that um, what we pray for often people stop praying think that oh i have been praying to god for so long but i think it any result so what's the point of praying to god swami ji says that's bargaining or even uh, worshiping god people offer worship to god i'll of i will worship i will offer this particular worship for the fulfillment of this particular desire so it is like paying the money and buying something so that's why i say that's why swami ji says in path of love there's no bargaining you love just for the sake of love not to get anything back you want to love god so you love it's only it's a one way traffic you give you give your love 
you are not asking anything in return. Even for desiring liberation or salvation, so according to Swamiji, is degenerating that love. That extreme love is just for the sake of love. So that's why he's the first angle he puts as love knows no bargaining. The second angle of the triangle of love is love knows no fear. When there is love, fear goes out. We, we don't love God out of fear. We are, we are asked to be not God-fearing people, but God-loving people. You love God or you pray to God because you fear that God will punish you. That's not love. There is no love there. When there is fear, there is love goes out. When there is true love, there is no fear. <clears throat> and an example Swamiji gives is when there is love, fear goes out. He's, he in an example he gives is suppose you are on the road with your child, young child. And a fierce dog comes and, and comes to attack the child. What will you do? Your place will be between um, the dog and your child. Mother, so Swamiji was talking to, and the, many of the in the audience there was young mothers were there. So your child, your place your position will be between the child and the, and the dog. But on the next day, say you are alone by on the road, and another dog comes, you will start running away. Because there is no, there is nothing to protect. Earlier, the previous day, you, your love for the child gave you courage. So when there is love, real love, there is no place for fear. So we love God for the sake of love, not because God will punish you for doing something wrong or some misdeed. No. When it's God-fearing people, it's all right, but it's a lower level. But God-loving is still high. That's why the real love of God does not have any place for fear in that. And the third angle of the triangle is love knows no rival. In true love, the object of your love is your highest ideal. Whatever you love, whatever your ideal within your mind, you project it out on, your, on the object of your love. And for human being, the highest object of love is God. In our scriptures, all the gods and goddesses are portrayed as beautiful, compassionate, powerful. So whatever the highest ideal in all the different uh, aspects, we project it on God. So God is the highest ideal that we have. <clears throat> But ordinarily, we don't have that high ideal of love for God. Ordinarily, why do, why do we pray to God? To fulfill our some desire <coughs> for selfish purpose. So it is not actually we love God, we need God for our selfish purpose, so we pray. That is why Sri Krishna categorizes um, folk type of people who pray to God, who, who worship God. He says the distressed, the knower of the, um, the seeker after wealth, the seeker after knowledge, 
and the wise person. Four type of people worship me, he says in the Gita. But then he goes to add that all of them are noble. Even the people who are pray to God because of their distress or seeking wealth, even them he categorizes as noble because they are praying to God. Through, even though they are praying to God for the sake of a selfish purpose, slow, gradually, slowly, it will purify their mind and they will reach a state when there is selfless love for God comes. That's why Krishna says they are all noble. And it shows the um, liberal attitude of Sri Krishna. Whatever means you want, he wants us to take you on the right path. So you are, you are a seeker after wealth. You are praying to me, fine. You are praying to God. That's very good. But slowly, slowly, your prayer will become purified. <clears throat> now, the question from the devotee is, how does one obtain this love of God? This love, pure love of God, how does one obtain? And Sri Ramakrishna says, go forward. The king dwells beyond the seven gates. You can see him only after passing through all the gates. That means you have to put in a lot of effort. Without any effort, simply sitting quietly. Oh, I want to love God. I want to love God. Love of God doesn't happen. You have to work. You have to put in effort. And what are the, what are the discipline that we have? We can follow to get love of God through prayer having holy company and having intense faith. <clears throat> Swami Sivananda, one of the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna says, pray to him with all your heart for his grace and for devotion and faith. See, what are the things that we have pray for? Pray to, pray to him for his grace, devotion and faith. It is not possible for everyone to practice hard austerities. But then, through prayer, everything is attained. If you find it difficult to meditate, be prayerful. Everybody is not able to practice um, hard austerities or meditate. We, sit, we, we say we try to meditate, but we, we are not able to. We are unable to concentrate our mind. We are, um, <clears throat> so what to do? Be prayerful. Think, pray to God for devotion and his grace and faith. Through that, slowly, slowly, through the prayer, prayer and along with repeating the name of God, the mind gets purified. And then, slowly, slowly, over the time, long period of time, the mind will be able to meditate on God for a longer time. Another method is having holy company. The company of holy people helps us to turn our mind towards God. We, there's a saying that you tell me your friends, I know what sort of person you are. Your friends, you, you associate with people of your temperament. So if you are associating with holy people, 
and slowly slowly your mind will be um, colored by their company we say always say the um, vibrations so in the holy uh, company of holy people we'll be absorbing the holy vibrations and slowly slowly our mind will be colored by that and you turn to have more and more thought of god in your mind now who is a holy person the one in whose heart god has been installed and to have the to install the god in your heart the heart must be pure so that god has to come from outside god is already there as shri krishna says ishara sarva bhudanam hrudeshe arjuna tishtati so the lord is seated in the heart of all only that because of our impurity we are not able to see that presence of god but holy people their heart has become pure and so we can feel the presence of god in their heart more when you go to their presence company we feel the presence of god <clears throat> but what's the test how do how can you find out whether the person is holy many people can claim that i am a holy person and sit with eyes closed supposed to be meditating but you know shri ram shri ram krishna says that can be like the meditation of the monkeys monkeys also sit quietly but they will be thinking which garden to raid next so we can sit with eyes closed quietly but where is your mind don't know wherever your mind where there you are but so how to find out if who is a really holy person you go to the presence of the holy person naturally your mind will be turned to thought of god it's like going near fire you go near fire you will feel the heat <clears throat> fire doesn't do anything just by being there in the, in the vicinity of fire you can feel the heat the same way in the in the presence of holy people you will feel naturally thought of god comes to your mind <clears throat> and effort you have to have put in effort simply sitting i'll have i'll i will god's grace will come then i'll pray to god grace does not come like that god's grace is always there but we have to become grace worthy we have to become deserving to uh, to feel that grace or accept that grace so shri ramakrishna says the breeze of god's grace is always blowing we have to unfurl our sail to catch the breeze if the vessel is already full it can't take any more any water grace is like water pouring from the sky rain falling but the vessel is already full it can't take anything more our, our heart is like that at present with all sorts of now um, prejudices i preconceived ideas and desires our heart is full how can god's grace come there it's already we have to empty that we have to get rid of our um, desires preconceived ideas prejudices etc then purify the mind 
then God's grace we, we can will be able to absorb. That is why self-effort is needed. Without self-effort, grace won't come. I'll pray to God after I get His grace. I'll meditate on God when I get His grace. You're not going to get. You have to work, and then along with that, grace will come. You will be able to absorb the grace, just as they say. One after controlling the mind, I'll meditate. No, it won't happen. Both has to go together. Try to meditate and try to control the mind. They as you. When try to control your mind, your meditation becomes deeper. And as you try to meditate, you will be able to control your mind more and more. In the same way, as you strive to to love God through prayer and repetition of the name of God, then you will your mind will become purer and purer, and you will be able to have more of God's grace. That's what Sri Ramakrishna says: Go forward, work, do some effort. Put some, do something. The king dwells beyond the seven gates. You are standing at the front gate and say, "I want to see God. I want to see the king." Now you have to go forward, go beyond. You can see him only after passing through all the gates. There are different levels. You go forward, go forward. <coughs> That is why the holy companies is needed to give us direction towards God. Sometimes people have strange ideas about spiritual life. In the company of holy people, we get a clearer picture. An example in Sri Ramakrishna's life, we see Atharsan came to Sri Ramakrishna with. A friend of his, and on his second visit, it seemed that Sri Ramakrishna was in ecstasy at that time, and the joy on his face—it was a revelation to Arthur. Sri Ramakrishna's face was full of joy, as though he was bursting out with bliss in that state of ecstasy. And then Arthur told his friend, his friend also—it seems. He used to have trance. Your trance showed as though you were undergoing a lot of suffering, pain, and if Sri Ramakrishna's trance also was like that, I would have never come back here again. But Sri Ramakrishna's trance opened his eyes. This is real ecstasy. When you are experiencing God, you are full of bliss. That's one of the results of holy company. With in the company of Sri Ramakrishna. He got a clearer picture. What is ecstasy? What is trance? <clears throat> and as I said earlier, whatever the company we we keep, we get that because we are absorbing those vibrations. So Swami Adhvandha says, if you always think of a holy person, you'll become holy and pure. If you think of a thief, you'll become a thief. Pure character is formed by close association with the holy, because you absorb their their company, their vibrations, and your bad tendencies, whatever you have, slowly, slowly get erased, and you'll become pure and holy. 
At the time of installation of Annapurna at Chanak, I said to Dwarika Babu, large fish live in the deep water of the big lake. Throw some spice bait into the water and the fish will come, attracted by its smell. Then, now and then they will make, a, make the water splash. And what is a spice bait? Devotion and ecstatic love are the spice bait. Have ecstatic love for God. Love for the sake of love itself. Nothing, no, no, not while desiring anything, no selfish ends. Just pure love. Now, Sri Ramakrishna continues. God sports in the world as man. He incarnates himself as man, as is the case of Krishna, Rama and Chaitanya. Once I said to Keshav, the greatest manifestation of God is in man. There are small holes in the bulk of the field where crabs and fish accumulate in the rainy season. If you want to find them, you must seek them in the holes. If you seek God, you must seek him in the incarnation. God sports in the world as man. He incarnates himself as man, as a human being. <clears throat> so if you want to seek God, you must seek in the incarnation. It's very hard to think that God can take a human form. But God dwells in all. In all beings, God is present. But why is there so many differences in, in, in the, in the, in the um, different people? So much of difference we see. Some are good, some are wicked, some are holy, some are immersed in evil deeds and sin. If God is present in all, by so much of variety? Everybody is God. Sri Ramakrishna says there is difference in manifestation. God is present in all, but there is difference in manifestation. In some, it's manifested more. In some, it's less manifested. God is present in all things, not just human beings in all things, living, non-living, everything. But then, in non-living beings, things is present. The manifestation is the least. Presence is there, but it's not manifested at all. In living beings like plants, animals, there's a little more manifestation. And in human beings, still greater manifestation. But when the mind becomes pure, as in the case of spiritually minded people, there's greater, still greater manifestation. It's like cleaning the glass of the window. If the glass is completely covered in dust or dirt, you don't get any light from outside. Light is there, but you don't get any sunlight. You clean, as you go on cleaning the glass, you get more and more light. Or the light of the, the chimney of a lantern. You, as, as you go on cleaning the land, uh, chimney, you get more and more light coming out from the lantern. The light was there all the time. But earlier, in the beginning, you didn't, get any, you didn't see any light because it was completely covered with soot. But as you go on cleaning, more and more light comes out. 
and in the incarnation when god takes a human form it's completely pure there is no dirt at all on the glass so the full light comes out <clears throat> but it's very hard to understand if you want to see god see god in man in incarnation divine mother of the universe manifests herself through the three and a half foot cubits of man there is a song that says oh mother what a machine is this that thou hast made what pranks thou plays with this toy three and a half cubits high three and a half cubits the high side size of a human being but the infinite brahman or supreme reality is contained in that it's very hard to understand one needs spiritual practice in order to know god and recognize divine incarnation without spiritual practice you cannot recognize divine incarnation <clears throat> our idea of god is what depend upon our evolution if we if our mind is full of anger hatred revenge our god also will be very angry uh, revenge vengeful, vengeful god but if your heart is full of love and compassion our idea of god also will be a loving compassionate god so russo says they said god created man in his image and man reciprocated reciprocated by making creating god in his own image so our idea of god depends upon what we are <clears throat> through spiritual practice our hearts become pure and then we get a better idea of god otherwise it's very hard to to understand what god is and recognize divine incarnation if you look at all the incarnations that we had we can we see it's very hard very few people recognized shri ramakrishna says in the in the gospel we can see again and again shri ramakrishna says when rama went to the forest shri rama went to the forest only 12 sages recognized him as incarnation of god for the rest of the sages in the forest he was just a prince he was the son of king dasharatha and he told them uh, the, the sorry the the sages told rama sages like bharadwaja look upon you as supreme brahman god but for we look upon you as the the rama the king son of king dasharatha we want the supreme reality and shri krishna he from childhood he was doing all super doing all supernatural achievements like um, dealing with the demons and everything but still people looked upon him as a child son of nanda and yashoda and later 
he was just a, one of the Yadava chieftains. People can't recognize the holy person, the incarnation. Jesus, was in, isn't he the son of um, Joseph and Mary, the carpenter? And Sri Ramakrishna in the um, um, recent time, in the um, um, people of Dakshinesia, or the mad priest of the temple, the, young, the mad priest. He was a mad priest. And for the people of um, uh, Kamarpukur, he was our friend Gadai. Oh, now he has become a god. What's that? He's just a Gadai. He, he played with us. <clears throat> and Holy Mother, isn't it Sharu, Sharada, who grew up in our village with us? They didn't recognize. One lady, when much later, years later, when Holy Mother had disciples and people, a lot of people, devotees coming to Holy Mother in Jarambati, one of the village ladies, she said, one day she was there in, in the presence of, in Holy Mother's house and somebody from Calcutta had sent a big, large parcel of various goods. And seeing the, the, the Brahmachari was, Holy Mother's attendant was unpacking everything and she taking everything out. And seeing all that, the lady said, you know, she was telling the other, other devotees who were around. There was a talk of Paramahamsadeva's marriage with me, but my father didn't allow, seeing that because he was mad. If that marriage had went ahead, then I would have got all these things. So for her, Holy Mother is just one of the other ladies in the village. Then of course, Holy Mother said, you can take whatever you want. The lady was greedy, seeing all those things. You take whatever you want. Holy Mother just laughed. <clears throat> it's very hard to recognize an incarnation. As Sri Ramakrishna in this um, um, parable says, a rich man sent a precious stone, a diamond, it is um, servant to find the um, how much the and the different people will um, value it. First, he asked him the servant to take it to the vegetable seller, and the vegetable seller looked at it. Oh, it's a beautiful uh, stone. I can give you one kilo of eggplant. And the man asked, "Want to give a little more?" No, 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 this is more than I can give. Then the, he came back and told the master, he could take it to the um, cloth merchant. The cloth merchant looked at it and said, I can give you uh, two bales of cloth, not more than that. Like that, different people valued it. And then at last, he was the, the diamond was taken to a jeweler. And the jeweler just looked at it a glance and he said, I'll give you 100,000 rupees. So Sri Ramakrishna says, only a jeweler can understand the value of a jewel. The incarnation, ordinary people look at the incarnation and say, yeah, just like us. What's the difference? He takes a human form, eats, sleeps, gets sick. When Sri Ramakrishna got sick, Sri Ramakrishna um, some of the disciples were already, or devotees were already 
proclaiming Sri Ramakrishna's incarnation, like Ram Babu and others, and uh, whereas the some of the Brahma devotees who used to come to Sri Ramakrishna were very upset about that. So to um, when one of them, Shivanath Shastri came, Sri Ramakrishna was telling, talking to him and said, have you ever heard God breaking his hand or getting cancer? And see, and they're saying, I'm, I'm God. I got cancer now. I fell down and broke my hand. Taking, taking a human form, God behaves just like a human being. He's got hunger, thirst, sleep, gets sick. But ordinary people cannot understand. And they think, even if they come in the presence of an incarnation, and when they see the incarnation getting sick, they think that, oh, no, that's not, then, then this man is not an incarnation, not even a holy person. Holy people should not get sick. <clears throat> that idea is there quite prevalent when Swami Vivekananda got sick in America. And um, many of, of some of the people who used to come to him to attend his lectures and everything thought, how can a holy man get sick? Then he's not really a holy person. And they left him. That shows how shallow they are, because they are not deep enough to recognize his greatness. <clears throat> That's why Sri Ramakrishna says, one needs spiritual practice in order to know God and recognize divine incarnation. Otherwise, they will think, oh, just like us. What's the difference? But every act of the incarnation, every word of the incarnation has got deep meaning. Nothing is said or done in play or just as us ordinary people do. Every act, every um, word has got deep meaning to either to set an example or to convey some message. To give an example, when Sri Ramakrishna was in Dakshinesia, um, after he stopped doing the worship late and the devotee has started coming, then it was arranged that after the worship in the Kali temple, some offered fruits and sweets will come to Sri Ramakrishna's room. And Sri Ramakrishna may take a piece of one piece of fruit or a small bit of offered sweets, that's all. And then he will distribute to the devotees. One day, a yogin who later became Swami Yogananda, he came from the village of Dakshineshwar only, from an um, aristocratic, well-to-do family. He was there, and Sri Ramakrishna was waiting for these offered fruits and sweets to come, and it's not coming. He waited for some more time, and then he went to the manager's office to find out why the offered fruits and sweets didn't come. And Yogin started thinking, why? Sri Ramakrishna doesn't eat that. Why is he so upset that the offered um, fruits and sweets didn't come to his room? He could not make head and tail of the whole thing. Then at last, he came to the conclusion. See, Sri Ramakrishna came from a poor family. 
and their priests. So the family culture, however spiritually evolved he may be, still the family culture, it's very hard to get rid of the habits. So Yogin thought like that and he just waited quietly for Sri Ramakrishna to come back. And he came back, Sri Ramakrishna came back and said, the, of course the manager apologized and straight away sent the, um, his Sri Ramakrishna share of the offered fruits. And then he said, Rani Rasmani arranged this, made this arrangement so that it will be distributed to the devotees. And that merit of devotees taking the offered sweets and fruits will go to Rani. Whereas what is the managers and the other officials of the workers of the temple get, they may even sell it in the market. So at least the watch comes to my room, this room will be distributed to the devotees and the Rani, the Rani Rasmani who set up the temple will get that much of merit. That's why I'm so insistent that that part, the portion should come here. See, a simple incident, but got a deep meaning. <clears throat> Another incident is, this again with the yogin only. Yogin once asked Sri Rangshana how to overcome lust. Sri Rangshana said, chant the name of God. And Yogin thought, chant the name of God. So many people chant the name of God. Have they all overcome lust? Hey, he said that because he doesn't know anything better. He, he actually, Yogin expected some uh, intricate uh, practices or um, uh, yogic practices, something he was expecting. And Sri Ramakrishna gave such a simple remedy, chant the name of God. So many thousands of people chant the name of God. We don't see them overcoming lust. Such a simple thing. But then Yogin had the good tendencies in his um, mind. So he thought, well, let me try. He has asked me, let me try and see whether it works or not. And he really, with great concentration, he repeated the name of God. And then he said, it worked. I was able to overcome the feeling of lust. <clears throat> so that is another point. Giving in incarnations, you may give a simple exp um, explanation or simple um, directions. If you put it with faith, then we will realize it, it leads to the goal. Faith is not blind, as often people say. Faith is belief you trust, you, you test and practice, test and prove true, then it becomes faith. The simple in instruction of chanting God's name, Yogin practiced it, tested the validity of that statement. You chant the name of God, the lust will be overcome. He proved that in his experience and then it become faith. <clears throat> Big fish live in the large lake, but to see them, 
one must throw space by bait in the water. There is butter in milk, but one must churn the milk to get it. There is oil in mustard seed, but one must press the seed to extract the oil. Sri Ramakrishna is giving simple, simple examples to show the need for self-effort. Without putting effort, you won't get any research. For ordinary things, we we are uh, things of the world. We are happy to strive a lot, put in a lot of effort. We have got time. Even if we don't have time, we make time for that. Squeeze and make time. But when we are asked to do spiritual practices, we say, where is the time? We have got so much of work to do. We are householders. We, are, we don't have time. That comes only for when it comes to spiritual practices. But the things of the world, we have got time. There's no excuse there. That's why <coughs> Sri Ramakrishna says, no. If you want to realize God, you have to put in effort. You know it is there. There is butter in the milk, but one must churn the milk to get it. There is oil in mustard seed, but one must press the seed to extract the oil. Without working hard, you won't get any result. So to realize God, you have to put in effort. And with faith and Indian... Another um, necessary condition is hankering, hankering to realize God. <clears throat> At present, we are not, we don't have that intensity. We don't feel that we really need God. Oh, well, if you can realize God, it's good. If I, if I can have love of God, it's good. But that intensity is not there. If I, if I don't realize God, I'll die, but I that feeling is not there. Sri Ramakrishna says we should have three hankerings together. The chaste wife's love for her husband, the child's yearning for mother, and the miser's love for his wealth. You combine these three and turn to God, then you will realize God. That hankering or yearning, intense yearning is needed. Without intense yearning, you cannot get God. <clears throat> All other practices that we usually do, spiritual practices or, or the rituals or that we follow, is only the preliminary, basics, just to set us start on the path. But to realize God, intense, real love of God will come only when we have the hankering for God or yearning for God. And only with that, we'll be able to recognize an incarnation of God also. Thank you.